I love Christmas. It's a glorious time. Um, you know, we uh, talked in chapel, the last chapel service, about the gifts that the wise men brought. Uh, they brought gold, uh, which was to recognize the dominion of the Lord, that he is king. Gold was a gift for the king and uh, shows his dominion. And uh, they brought frankincense, which was uh, to be applied to the fact that uh, frankincense, frankincense in the book of Leviticus was used for the worship of God and the incense, and it would be burnt as uh, a sweet-smelling savor, and it would show his deity that this was God, not just a man, this is God. And then they brought myrrh, which obviously was used um, in the... Uh, Nicodemus used it uh, with the um, spices and the myrrh that would be uh, used for to represent his death. And, uh, and in those three gifts, it's the message of the Lord. Uh, he is the King of Kings. He is God, but he came to die for us. And, uh, and so, the, again, they brought their gifts, and the exchanging of gifts continues. Um, you know, uh, getting a present, and uh, yesterday we opened some presents at my mom's house, and, and I know some of you did uh, some presents yesterday, some today. How many uh, have gifts to open today? Like, you'll leave today and you'll have to open gifts. Oh, look at that. Lots of hands. Yeah. So I'm going to preach two hours. That'd be awesome, right? Yeah. No, that'd be great, all right? Uh, but uh, no, praise the Lord for that. And uh, I remember getting some gifts growing up. Um, again, don't thank me, carnal, all right? But uh, the first gift that, like, I remember getting when I was a kid was a, uh, an AM Fonzie radio. That was cool, all right? Uh, yeah, you poor kids don't even know what Fonzie is. Oh, yeah, all right? Yeah, I had a fun, that was really cool, and uh, uh, that, was, that was a neat gift. And uh, but what it was, was my grandma, uh, my dad's mom, she got all the, her grandsons a Fonzie radio. And everybody broke them out, and uh, everybody plugged them in, stretched out that long wire antenna, and, and uh, everyone just started finding radio stations, except mine didn't work. My grandma said, I'll take it back. I'll make sure you get it. And it sat on top of her kitchen cabinets for six months. And every time I went to her house, I'd see that thinking, you going to take that, Mamma? Oh, yeah, I'll do that. I never did get my Fonzie radio. Um, yeah. You had to smack it once. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Somebody else's carnal, too. Yeah, right, yeah. It should have, right? Yeah, that's what he did, yeah. Um, yeah, and to... Uh, then my grandparents got a uh, pool table in their basement, and, uh, and so us boys were never allowed to play. Only my dad and his brothers were allowed to play. Uh, and, uh, but when, when, uh, when I turned uh, 13, uh, and then so BJ was 13, Joe was 12, and Jason was 15, she got all of us our own pool stick. That was cool. And uh, it still sits at their house, and uh, I'm still terrible at that, too. Uh, but uh, then uh, I remember uh, when I was 14, my dad got me Megatron, which if I had that now in the box, I'd be rich. Uh, but, uh, but this year, uh, we, haven't, uh, we got a few things yesterday, but I just want to share something I got. Matt Martin bought me five feet of land in Scotland, which means I am a lord now. I have the documentation. 
I'm just saying. So when you leave, all right, you may recognize me as such. Um, no, they, uh, I told Brother Hodnett that, and he laughed. He said, you know, it actually, actually is legitimate. And he said, you can get, when we go over there, we can get airline tickets that will say Lord Travis Bird. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and I'm going to. All right, because uh, that is the coolest thing. And I want to find my five square feet and stand on it somewhere in Scotland. I don't know. I got the coordinates. Well, we'll see. Uh, but uh, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, so if you're going to open gifts, hang on. All right, we won't be too long today. All right, and uh, we'll try to get you going there. But I do want to talk about gifts today. And uh, in James chapter number one, look at this real quick in verse number sixteen. James one sixteen says, "Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above." And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will beget he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I love you, and I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to look at your word this morning. I pray, God, that, Lord, you just, uh, again, open our eyes, that we behold wondrous things out of thy law. Lord, help us to think about this verse here that every good and every perfect gift cometh from above. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you'd help us to think on these things this morning. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. I want to look at this real quick. The Bible says again in verse number 17 that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift. That word good means excellent, joyful. Perfect gift means complete. Uh, it lacks nothing. And it, it made me think about these kind of gifts this morning. And um, I'm not talking about, you know, a new tie or a gift card. Um, those things are fine and wonderful, and, but not what James is talking about in this passage of Scripture. He talks about a perfect gift and a good gift, something that's excellent, that lacks nothing. Those gifts... They only come from God. And I want to talk about some of those gifts. I just did some thinking this week, and I sat down. And this morning, uh, I've been, I got up this morning, I was thinking about this and prayed about it, and um, and uh, it's just been on my heart all morning. Um, and um, singing today in church and uh, just uh, thinking on this. But I want to talk about these good and perfect gifts. And I can start with nothing better or greater than to say the greatest gift that I have ever been given is the gift of salvation. Amen. That gift comes from God. The Bible says that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The greatest gift you and I could ever, prayerfully have ever received is the gift of eternal life and salvation. Now, how do we get that gift? Well, I wrote down a couple thoughts as I thought about that this week. Number one, just as Paul told Timothy, the scriptures, they make us wise unto salvation. In other words, this book, it shows us all about this gift. And it, it, it teaches us, it, it, it helps us to see these truths that we need to see in order to be saved. 
Paul told Timothy that you have known from a child the scriptures that are able to make thee wise unto salvation. So this book right here in our hand is a gift from God. It is there for us to learn about salvation. The fact that I had to learn a couple things. That I am a sinner. And I know we've heard all these things before, but it's good to stop and realize that our salvation is indeed a gift from God. And I know as Baptists that we know that, and we're not trying to work our way to heaven, nor can you work your way to heaven, all right? Uh, but the fact is this, that sometimes in the back of our mind, we forget that if it weren't for this gift of God, we'd have no hope. Sometimes we forget that we had nothing to do with our salvation but simply believing and receiving. You see, the scriptures make me wise unto salvation. I had to learn that Travis Burke is a sinner. That Travis Burke deserves hell. The Bible says that the wages of our sin is death. We did, that's the best thing we deserve. Our, our right say, well, I'm a decent person. I don't know who the most righteous person in this room is, but the most righteous person in this room, their righteousness compared to God is but filthy rags. We cannot obtain salvation on our own. And I had to learn a fact that I am a sinner, but I had needed to learn this and praise God. When I was born, my mom held me. And the very first word she ever spoke to me was this. I don't remember it, but she told me, and I believe her, right? But she said this, Travis, Jesus loves you. And that wasn't the only time she told me. And I grew up hearing that in church and in Sunday school and in school and from my parents and from Sunday school teachers and from other good people in our church and my grandparents and my uncle. But still, it took me a while. But the scriptures taught me that I'm a sinner, but God loves me. Isn't that awesome? You're a sinner, but God loves you. He loved you before you ever knew him. But he loves you. But the scriptures also taught me this. That he loves me so much. That he sent his son to die for me. That blows my mind. And I, I don't say this flippantly or anything. I just, I, I hate that I even would say this. I love everyone in this auditorium. Even if I've never met you, I love you. Because God loves you. We need to love each other. We're supposed to love our neighbors. Amen? But as much as I love Brother Doug, and as much as I love Brother Books and Alex Jarbo, and I love all these, I love Miss Becky. But to give my son for you, And you as a father and mother would, and I would accept it, say the same for me. But God loved every one of us that he allowed his son not only to die, but to be beaten, scourged, mocked, spat upon. And what Isaiah says, it pleased the father. 
I don't get that. But boy, I'm thankful for it. Because God loves us so much. And I had to realize as a young man, because the scriptures made me wise to salvation, that I am a sinner, but God loves me, but that he sent his son Jesus to die for me. Because he's the only one who could die for me. He is God. He is perfect. He is holy. But he didn't stay dead. He arose from the grave. Because not only did he pay for our sin debt, but he conquered sin too. And sin no longer has any dominion. The Lord took the keys of death and hell. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. He took it, he conquered that. And the scriptures made me wise into that. And at 14 years old, I realized the truth. And I chose to put my faith in the truth. And that day, the Lord saved me. It's a gift. I didn't deserve it. But God gave it to me. The scriptures made me wise into salvation. I, I, the Spirit made me desire, want salvation. The Holy Spirit began to convict my heart. I'm thankful for that conviction. He reproves the world of its sin. He showed me that I was in need of a Savior. And that light, according to John chapter 1, shines upon all men. The Lord wants all men to come to, sit, to be saved. The Lord doesn't, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And the scriptures made me wise into salvation. The spirits made me want salvation. And the Savior made me whole through salvation. When the Lord saved me, I was forever saved. I am sealed to the day of redemption. I am God's child. I will always be God's child. And I know what I have been at times since the day I got saved. And I don't deserve it. But that's a gift. And I think it would do us all good this morning before we go our ways and before we continue to enjoy this holiday season to stop and be thankful as a believer for the gift of salvation. Because I don't deserve it. I would be going to hell without this gift. But the Lord loved us. He gave himself for us. And we ought to be so thankful for the gift of God that is eternal life. Got to be thankful for that. Every time we, I do a nursing home service, we give out our grace gift to illustrate this gift of salvation. And with the grace gift, I always we take some sort of item and uh, we, we pick randomly one of the residents. And, and, and I always... Use it to teach this lesson. That just like this person is getting this gift today, it's already been paid for. It's for them. But it's not theirs until they receive it. And so every one of us must have a time in our life when we say, I'm the sinner, but I believe Christ died for me. He paid for my sins. And I believe in Him to save my soul. Faith and repentance. I'm thankful for the greatest gift ever given, that of salvation. But I want to talk about a few other gifts. I am thankful also, these are good and perfect gifts. I am thankful for my position spiritually. So what do you mean by that? Things that, turn over to Ephesians real quick. Ephesians chapter number 1. I'm thankful for my position spiritually. 
in Ephesians chapter number 1. Look with me real quick in verse number 1. Ephesians 1 and verse number 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Chapter 2 and in verse number 13, uh, it says, chapter 2, 13, But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. In chapter number 3 and in verse number 6, it says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. I am thankful to say to you based upon the word of God, when I say a gift that I don't deserve, but a gift that God has given me is that I am in Christ. What a wonderful thing. I am in Christ. The day that you and I got saved, we were placed in Christ. I mean, that, what a wonderful thought. I hope you'll catch this today. What a wonderful thought that I was placed in Christ. See, I, I can pre preach a series on this, but summarize it in this way. That's why when a holy God looks down upon you and I that are saved today, He doesn't see the wicked sin. He doesn't see the awfulness. He doesn't see the lies and, and, the, and the wicked thoughts. He sees the righteousness of His Son. I have been placed in Christ. I am covered in His righteousness. That's why he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of Christ in him God has covered us in his righteousness all he sees is that we are placed in Christ praise the Lord for that my position spirits I'm in Christ and also here in Ephesians in chapter number one and in verse number 20 uh, it says this which we wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places Christ is in a heavenly place right now he's at the right hand of the father amen and then in chapter 2 and in verse number 6 and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus yeah. amen. we are right now not only in Christ but we are seated with him in heavenly places now I could talk about that for a whole other series but I'll just summarize it in this I am eternally saved I am already, that's why the Bible says when one sinner repents, there's joy in the presence of the angels, right? Because it's settled. That's why they rejoice. I praise God for the day I was reading that. And I just, that thought came to me and I was just like, well, praise the Lord. I got, I got excited, right? I was like 20 years old, skipping in the foyer. Right? Yeah, it was just really cool, right? But what a wonderful thought. That's why they rejoice. If it wasn't settled, if you can lose your salvation, they wouldn't rejoice until you made it. But the moment you got saved, you were placed in Christ and you're seated with him in heavenly places. We're joint heirs with Christ. An awesome thought. My position spiritually, there's one more. You don't have to turn there because you know this, but in John chapter 10 and verse 28 and 29, we have been placed in the Father's hand. And no one and no thing can pluck you out of his hand. I am thankful today for the great gift of my position spiritually, that I am in Christ, in heavenly places, in his hand. What a glorious thing. Y'all should get more excited about that. You know, I remember one time we got some couple new gifts, and I was playing with them, and Crystal came in, because she always aggravated me, and she came in, and she walked in, and she, you know, 
started trying playing with my G.I. Joe action figures. She wouldn't have a tea party. That's not happened. Duke doesn't drink hot tea, right? <laughs> Wasn't going to happen. And I said, give me that. And I pulled it out of her hand. And I said, stop it. And she took off with something. She ran. So I ran after her, running down the hallways. She ran to the liver and jumped in my dad's lap. And he hugged her. He said, oh, wait, baby girl. She hugged him, and then she looked at me, which she couldn't see with her head looking back at me. She went, <laughs> the day you got saved, you were placed in Christ. You're seated with him in heavenly places. You're in his hand. This world cannot touch you. Sin has no more dominion. The devil has no say. Death has no more victory. You are safe in the arms of our God. I am thankful for the gift of salvation. I am thankful for the position that he has placed me in spiritually. But I want to share a few other gifts if you give me just a moment. Because I believe these are all gifts from God. I stopped and I prayed and I thought about this all week. I am thankful, thirdly, for the wife that God's given me. She's a gift from the Lord. That very first wife that was brought in Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 18. God brought her and presented her to Adam. Proverbs teaches that whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing. In Proverbs chapter 31. She is blessed. She's a gift from God. And I am thankful for that gift that God's given me. She's the best friend I've got. She's my companion in this life. She's a counselor. She gives me comfort. She helps meet my every need. She fulfills my heart. She's my motivation in life. And she's my gift from God. And I'm not just saying it to win brownie points with Stacy. I'm saying that today so that every man will realize that that wife that God's given you is a gift from God. And you will take a moment these next few days to look into her eyes and tell her you love her and you're thankful for her. And ladies, praise God for a godly husband. Praise God for the husband that God's giving you. Your spouse would be a gift from God. Now, say, well, you know, I'm not married yet. Well, that's all right. There's nothing lacking there. I'm just saying if God is giving you that, be thankful for that gift. And to our another gift, the Bible says in Psalm 127 that children are a heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. They're a gift. Your children are a gift from God. We just get caught up in a lot of materialism this time of year. And we can lose track of what God's given us. Those children are a gift from the Lord. To every young parent, cherish every day with your child. 
it drives me crazy when I hear parents talking about, I oh, can't stand these kids. I, oh, we get a, two days away from these rotten kids. Something's not right in your heart, parents. You ought to love your kids and cherish them. And I know some of you know more than I do about this. But boy, it goes quick. Before you know it, they have their own families. So cherish it. Love on them. Solomon gave a lot of instruction for his children. I know as you read the book of Proverbs, it says, My son, my son, my son. But that was for all children. Because he loved his children, he wanted to invest in them. Absalom stole the heart of his children. Stole the heart of the people. He did so by listening to them, talking to them, and embracing them. To every parent, I want to encourage you to get the heart of your child. As Solomon said, my son, give me thine heart. And the only way to get the heart of your child, mom and dad, is to listen to them, talk to them, and embrace them. Don't push your children away. They are a gift from God. The reward from the Lord. You see, these are gifts from the Lord. Our salvation, my position spiritually, my wife, my children, my family is a gift from God. Your family is a gift from God. Let me read this verse to you real quick in Psalm chapter number 68. And in verse number 6, it says, God setteth the solitary in families. God setteth the solitaries in families. Now, what does that mean? God setteth the solitaries in family. Praise the Lord that we're all part of the family of God. Amen? amen. All that are saved, we're part of the family of God. Y'all didn't name in that, but that's Bible. We're all brothers and sisters, all right? I don't believe in a universal church. I don't believe, but we're all saved are the family of God, all right? Uh, but we're all part of the family of God. Yet our individual families, God said it the solitary in families. And what that means is this, that your family, your circle is unique. It's yours. Your family is special to you and should be. God said it the solitary in families. Your family ought to be something that you treasure. It's yours. You cherish it. My mom gave me a gift last night. It's awesome. And all it is is she put an entire notebook of stories that she wrote about our family. I was reading through those last night. Be thankful for your family. Sometimes it's things get out of whack. Sometimes some may even go astray. But don't ever quit loving your family. Families are a gift from God. Your children are a gift from God. Your wife's gift from God. Your position spiritually is a gift from God. Your salvation is the greatest gift from God. Can I tell you something real quick? And don't think I'm mean anything by this, but if you're going to 
teach what gifts God gives. You can't ignore the Bible. Preach the whole counsel. Amen? But in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse number 15, and also in Ephesians chapter 4, and verse number 11, your pastor is a gift from God. He's given from God, and I do not preach it for anything. Forget me. Just in the days ahead, all you young people, listen to me. If God is giving you a good pastor, and that's all he will ever give you, <laughs> but if that pastor's doing what's right, he's a gift from God. And love them and appreciate them, and you don't ever follow a man, but whose faith follow. If the faith is right, follow that faith. But a pastor, also today, and I'm so thankful for this, your church is a gift from the Lord. The Bible says that God has set the members as it had pleased Him. God put you right where you're at because it pleased Him. He gave you this church. Your church is the pillar and ground of truth. Your church that He has placed you in is God's gift. God loves the church and gave himself for it. The church is so important because it is to be a representative of acceptance, of love, of encouragement, of fellowship, of discipleship, and a great commission. God has placed us in the church that he's placed us in, and we ought to be thankful for the gift of our church. And I give you one last gift. Turn to Ephesians chapter number 2, and we'll close. Ephesians chapter number 2. Ephesians 2 and verse number 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. It is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You know why all these gifts that I just mentioned are great? Because God's there. And this last gift that I would just tell you that we need to stop and rejoice in today is that gift of faith. We are saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. Faith is God's gift to us that we can live by faith. We can love by faith. We can give by faith. We worship by faith. We act by faith. As a child of God, everything we do should be because of our faith. Matter of fact, the Bible says, as a believer, whatsoever is not a faith is sin. So I, as a believer, this faith that God's given us and God's gift to us allows me to live, to give, to serve, to, 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 to sing, to worship. And someday... We will die in faith. But this world is not the end. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There's just, death is just a door where we pass to eternity. I'm thankful for faith. I don't know where I'd be. I don't know how I'd have got through the last two years without faith. 
I don't know how I got through yesterday without faith. I don't know how people... So I went and witnessed to a lady Friday. I was asked to go visit. She's dying. She knows she's dying. Shared the gospel with her. The response was, I'm good. And I went home and I, I got in the car and I, my eyes just filled with tears. How can you know? that you're facing death and not want to hear I'd at least ask a question I don't get that I'm praying this person gets saved but I'm so thankful for the faith that he's given me and you got to be thankful for the faith that we live our life by lots of gifts there's not everyone that are good and perfect those gifts come from above. As we enter and continue in this Christmas day, be thankful for your salvation. Be thankful for that position that God has put you in. Be thankful for that spouse. Be thankful for those children. Be thankful for your church and pastor. Be thankful for the faith that God's giving you. For their gifts from God. We'll all sit around and talk about, I've already had some people run up to me and I told you about me getting five square feet of land in Scotland, right? I, we, we're all excited about the gifts that we get. But none of these things. These things I talked about today, they're from God. And let's be thankful for those things today. If you're here today and you're not saved, God loves you just as much as He loves anybody. And he wants you to be saved today. I invite you to come. Let's